Good morning. It is Wednesday, October 13th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. Yesterday and Monday, I had made an announcement just kind of wanting to get some feedback from you guys about what we'll do next on the podcast. We had been thrown around the idea of jumping into the New Testament. I had even asked for some suggestions, and I even had some books picked out. But then the Lord brought to mind the truth that Advent is right around the corner. We're going to be finishing up Haggai probably next week, which means it's going to be the middle of October, a month and a half, well, two and a half months away from the Advent season. And we're really close to the end of the Old Testament. And the end of the Old Testament, these last two books after Haggai, Zechariah and Malachi, are probably the best books in all of the Old Testament to prepare us for the coming Messiah, the coming King, Jesus Christ. So I'd thrown out the idea of just asking you, would you guys want to go to the New Testament and get just a change from a different genre of literature, a different part of the Bible? Or would you want to do this with me and jump into Zechariah and Malachi and prepare for Advent? So we put up a poll on Facebook and Instagram, and 100% of people who voted voted to stay in the Old Testament. So I think that's what we're going to do. Zechariah is a challenging book, so I've already pulled some books off my bookshelf to try to start preparing for this book. A friend of mine wrote his master thesis on the book of Zechariah, and so I asked him to send it to me. And I'm looking at that to just prepare us to go through this difficult book of the Bible, but a book that is jam-packed with passages about the King, the Messiah who will come. So I'm looking forward to it. So I just wanted to tell you guys that's the plan. After Haggai, we're going to go to Zechariah, then to Malachi, and then see where it lands as far as calendar, and we may start the new year out in a new book of the New Testament. All right, let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray, and then we'll dive right into it. This is Haggai chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. Thus says the Lord of hosts, These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet. Is it a time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does so to put them in a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Go up to the hills and bring wood and build a house, that I may take pleasure in it, and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much, and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? declares the Lord of hosts. Because of my house that lies in ruins, while each of you busies himself with his own house. Therefore, the heavens above you will withhold the dew, and the earth will withhold its produce. And I have called for a drought on the land and the hills, on the grain, the new wine, the oil, on what the ground brings forth, on man and beast, and on all their labors. Let's pray together. Our God in heaven, what a powerful passage that we're looking at today in these 11 verses. God, as we open up Haggai and now, for the first time, really jump into this book and see what it's all about. God, give us insight and wisdom through your Holy Spirit to illuminate this word before us so that we may understand. 
We pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Yesterday, we went through kind of a brief context of what this book is all about, where it takes place in history. And in our passage today, the one thing we want to be reminded of is that this is a prophecy to the king and the high priest of the Israel that has now returned from exile. And Haggai is giving them a prophecy about God, but also about themselves. In sort of like the first half of this prophecy that we hear today, he's telling them to their faces, you are unhappy. These guys probably already knew this. They realize that their lives aren't going so well, even from returning from exile. It says that they've sown a lot, but they've harvested little. They eat, but they never have enough. They drink, but they don't have their fill. They clothe themselves, but they're not warm. They earn wages, but they put them into a bag that's filled with holes. They just never have enough. They're never satisfied. And the advice of Haggai from the Lord is, consider your ways. Look at what you're doing. You're so unsatisfied. And why? The second half of Haggai's prophecy shows them that they've been disobedient. They've put way more stock in establishing their lives, in building their houses, in coming back together as a community, and establishing order and community and housing and all the things that make a country thrive, except for one thing. They've not built the temple to God. And because of that, the Lord says he will cause their suffering to get even worse. My friends, this passage, this prophecy to the people of God, is so applicable to our lives today. I've mentioned before that I'm in my concentration in school is biblical counseling. It's how do we take the word and apply it to people's lives in very specific situations. And a lot of it comes down to this idea that we don't want to admit to ourselves that disobedience is a lot of the times why we suffer. We see in our passage today that God's people are suffering, not because they aren't trying hard, not because they aren't doing the right things. They are doing the hard work of sowing the grain. They are doing the hard work of building up their community and their houses. But they're doing it in vain because they haven't followed through with the number one thing they were supposed to do. God brought them back from exile. The Lord did something on their behalf. And they've failed to even build him a house of worship. My friends, as we go today, won't we do exactly what Haggai is prophesying and exhorting these people to do? Consider our ways. My friends, if we're disobedient before the Lord, no matter how hard we work and how good our intentions are, if we are disobedient and at the same time feeling like we're stuck under anxiety or depression or just suffering, could it be that in our lives there is some area where we are just being disobedient? Of course, I don't want to take this idea too far, but we should consider our ways, our fulfillment, our ultimate purpose must be found in the Lord. Look at what he says in verses 8. He says, Go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house, that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. The Lord is not being glorified by his people, despite what he has done for them. In your life, in my life, is the Lord being glorified by what he has done for us? On Wednesdays, we always like to pray through a psalm, and there's one psalm, only one, that is fully written to God and doesn't mention anything else except the Lord and his character. On a day like today, where we must consider our ways and figure out if we're bringing glory to God in a 
fully obedient way. Let's pray together through Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. God, as we look at different cultures and different people and different landscapes, different oceans, different skies, different animals, your name is exalted among all the earth. And our hearts cry out, Majesty. Our God is full of majesty. You have set your glory above the heavens, and God, make it so that we glorify you in our own lives. Use those who are weak, your humble people, to overthrow those who are strong and your enemies. Everywhere we look, Father, whether we look to the heavens or we look to the ground, whether we look in a telescope or in a microscope, we see your glory and the work of your fingers. The sun, the moon, the stars, the molecules, the atoms, the cells, all which you have set in their place. And it makes us wonder, what are we that you are mindful of us? How does the Son of Man care for us? That you would give us dominion over all of your creation. That you would set all creatures underneath our feet, to steward, to shepherd. It is an amazing thing, Father. Your name is truly majestic in all the earth. God, won't you be with us today? Help us to glorify you in what we do say and think. We pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.